It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LL Thunderpod. Call into the show 405-362-7128. 405-362-7128, your number to call. On today's show, we're going to dive into the NBA and NBPA agreement to start the new season, including the salary cap structure and the luxury tax and what all that means for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll continue to break down the NBA draft big board for the Thunder, and we'll dive into the first the first segment of the Lockdown NBA mock draft. Also, make sure you are following me on Twitter because starting this afternoon on Wednesday uh, and going all through next Tuesday, we, we as the media will be talking to all of these NBA draft prospects, and so I'll be tweeting out uh, the best quotes. I'll, I'll ask who's talk to the Thunder and, and see who has and hasn't talked with the Oklahoma City Thunder and get a gauge on maybe where the Thunder are going in next Wednesday's draft. So be sure to follow me on Twitter for all of that information at Rylan underscore Styles. There's that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. For today, we're going to be talking to Aaron Naismith, uh, Denny Obitapin, Sadiq Bey, Isaac Okoro, Therese Halliburton, RJ Hampton, and Anthony Edwards all on Wednesday. And this, again, continues all throughout next Tuesday. This is Locked on Thunder, uh, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from uh, and never miss an episode. Uh, So let's start today with the NBA and NBPA agreement and how they made this officially official on Monday and Tuesday evenings. So the pen is to paper. This is over. The, the negotiations are over. Everything is set in stone. And a lot of it, if you've listened to the show every week and, and every day, you know already. But there has been a ton of rumors and a ton of speculation uh, and a ton of you know, behind-the-curtain stuff in these negotiations to where I can see where some of you might have gotten lost in the shuffle of, okay, what exactly is happening? So I'm going to break down what this agreement is. So the agreement itself is to restart the NBA season, the, 20, the 2020-2021 season, on December 22nd. And then, of course, this way you get that massive Christmas Day slate as well. But the season opener is December 22nd. Now, work backwards from the 22nd and, and know that we have to get an entire offseason in between now and the 22nd. So the transaction window will be open a day or two before the draft. So you're looking at November 16th or November 17th. I would guess November 16th at midnight is when the window will open. But that's just a total guess and a total wild speculation. So you get the transaction window open. What does that mean? It means that you can begin to have players opt in and out of their contract. You can begin to try to re-sign your own players, and you can begin trades. And then you have the draft, 
of course. Everyone knows what the draft is. That is November 18th. And then, after the draft, free agency opens up November 20th. There is only two days after the draft to free agency. That's crazy. And it will create for a ton of conversation. Again, if we think that the transaction window will open on Monday, and there's been reports behind the scenes and and on Twitter and insiders have all said that there are some deals already lined up that they just cannot announce yet. So if they do announce those deals Monday or Tuesday, whenever the window opens up, then you get the draft on Wednesday. Then you get free agency on the 20th. That's insane. That's an insane week. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a fun time to be an NBA fan. The signings will become official on the 22nd is whenever you can actually sign. As you know, following free agency, there's that period where Woj and all them tweet out the the deals before they're technically allowed to be made pen to paper with the team. That's why the team announcement is always later than what you see Woj and Shams tweeting out uh, on the night of free agency. So you can officially sign the 22nd. And then training camp opens December 1st ahead of the 72-game season starting on December 22nd. There should still be three preseason games. We will get the schedule at a later date. So the information still to get through from now to the 22nd is a new schedule, free agency, the draft, and trades. And then you start training camp. This is going to be a wild time. And for the Thunder, you still need to get through all those things, plus you need to hire a coach. And I wouldn't worry too much about the Thunder not having a coach. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I still think that they have one before the draft, so I think that you're going to get an announcement within the week uh, of who the next head coach is. So from a salary cap perspective, the salary cap stays at $109 million. The tax threshold is at $132.627 million, uh, and the NBA will decrease the tax bill at the end of the season based on how much revenue the league lost. So that really benefits teams like the Lakers who are already in the, in the tax because your bill that is due to the league at the end of the year uh, for being in the luxury tax and being past the luxury tax or whatever, uh, will be reduced now based on the loss of revenue. So that does make a Chris Paul trade more likely to happen, in my opinion. It makes it more easier. Uh, it makes it more feasible for teams like Milwaukee and the Lakers and, and, and teams like that. So I do think that Chris Paul is gone by the time the season starts. So the cap worked out perfectly for OKC. For those of you that want to trade Chris Paul... Uh, which I think that everyone really should want to trade Chris Paul. Uh, but to trade Chris Paul, the cap worked out amazing. And so now the next step is figuring out which teams are going to have fans, which teams are not, and what each guideline will be and how weird will this be. So the Thunder have already sent out a press release on Tuesday saying they're going to have fans. Now, they did not specify the amount of fans, the number of capacity, but they did put out a plan of all these protocols that they've put in place and they put out a little diagram of how each person will be seated, spread, you know, spread apart and seated in different pods and different areas uh, to where your social distancing and things like that. But they did not say the exact number that will be let inside Chesapeake Energy Arena, which is the most important part, really. I mean, just what's the number going to be uh, and, and track that from the full capacity and see where you landed at percentage-wise. And maybe they're waiting on that for direct confirmation from the league on what will be the maximum allowed because I do think that in a state like Oklahoma we've made it pretty clear that we're going to allow the Thunder and we're going to allow massive gatherings we're going to allow the Thunder to have whatever the max capacity is that the NBA sets down before the league and so it'll be interesting and I've whenever this first got thrown out there you can go back and listen but I was very skeptical about this I knew all along the Thunder would be a team that is going to do this 
given the chance, local government and the organization was going to allow fans in the stands. If you have followed the way that our state has handled this pandemic, uh, that is just the trend that they've been going towards and that they were not going to stop the thunder from having fans in the stands, whether that's good or bad in your opinion. Uh, but I was really skeptical about how this sport can can take on fans because it's not like welcoming fans into a humongous baseball stadium in Arlington, the World Series. It is not like welcoming fans into an open-air stadium in the NFL, a big open-air stadium in the NFL. It is not like welcoming fans into the same situation in college football. This is the only sport, basketball and hockey, are the only sports played in an enclosed environment, which everyone acknowledges spreads this coronavirus even further and even more. And it's even more dangerous to be in an environment like a basketball arena versus a outdoor football venue. So I'm not sure how this will go. And I ended that conversation, you know, whenever we had it a couple of days ago with the same thing I ended with now. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare professional. I am not a um, disease expert. I'm not a virus expert. The NBA has those people in place. The NBA has handled this pandemic as smoothly as any league has before. They have the data. They have the knowledge of the other leagues. And so, at the end of the day, the NBA has a track record that you can trust. The NBA has a track record and a, built, and a trust factor built in with fans. So, if they think they can pull this off, I guess go for it. But personally, I wouldn't do it with just the nature of all of these arenas. And I used the example before is, you know, if, God forbid, Patrick Mahomes came down with COVID on Tuesday, I don't think that it was due to the fact that he played in front of an Arrowhead crowd on Sunday. If, God forbid, ex-Thunder player comes down with COVID, I am not so certain that it was not because he did not play in front of a crowd at Chesapeake Energy Arena, just given the way that the virus spreads indoors. To where how far back can you put them in and how far back can you put the fans away from the players to where you know for a fact it will not spread to the floor in an indoor facility. And the Thunder have said that, they've, that they have upped their ventilation in the arena, so that should help. And again, I trust the organization. I trust the NBA as a league to... Stay away from bad PR, stay away from bad headlines, and make sure this is a safe process and make sure they can truly pull this off without getting a black eye for the sport. And so they've got they've got smarter brains in the room than mine. But that's just my opinion on this whole thing. I don't think you should allow fans, but they're going to do it in certain different areas of the country, like Oklahoma. Let me know on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles, if you would go to a Thunder game. Given the pandemic, with no vaccine right now, would you be in attendance on December 22nd if the Thunder had a game at Chesapeake Energy Arena, if the Thunder play on Christmas Day, are you going to go to Chesapeake Energy Arena and watch the game? What are your feelings about going to a sporting event in general, but also specifically an NBA game where, yes, you can try to spread apart in the arena, but the arena itself is enclosed? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. You also need to go check out Bilt Bar. BiltBar.com is a phenomenal website because it gives you phenomenal protein bars. BuiltBar.com provides you the best protein bar on the market. They are great for pre-workout. They are great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. So do not delay. Go to BuiltBar.com today. They have six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, 
lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. To go along with their 12 original flavors, Built Bars are soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. They are great for the health-conscious person losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off that next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off that next order at BuiltBar.com. My personal favorite is the banana nut bread option, so be sure to get yourself a box of Bilt Bars today and let me know what's your favorite flavor of Bilt Bar. Bilt.com, promo code locked on, 20% off that next order. Bilt.com, promo code locked on, 20% off that next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So, I want to dive in now to the news that broke late last night from Brian Renhorst before jumping into uh, the NBA, Lockdown NBA mock draft. That is going to be so great to talk about. I cannot wait. But first, we want to talk about Brian Winhorst's report. So Brian Winhorst says that the Phoenix Suns have had discussions about acquiring Chris Paul from the OKC Thunder. Sources tell Brian Winhorst and ESPN. So this is interesting. And Zach Lowe added that um, he's always said that they were the sleepers team or surprise team that he could see uh, happening, that he could see this happening for. And so immediately you go to the trade machine, right? And you just think, what would it look like? What would a, a Thunder Sun swap look like? And I I am just speculating here. Again, there's no inside information. But could you package Chris Paul and get Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio in the 10th pick? And here's where the wheels start turning for me. And maybe this makes me a degenerate NBA fan that just cannot separate rumors and just kind of compiles everything together. But remember the report we discussed in depth yesterday about LaMelo Ball number one. If Chris Paul is in a package to get you the 10th pick, it is a lot easier to move from the 10th pick to the first overall pick and get LaMelo Ball than it is to move from the 25th pick and get all the way up to number one for LaMelo Ball. So would the Suns and would the Thunder like that trade of pick 10, Kelly Oubre Jr., and Ricky Rubio? Ricky Rubio is on a two-year deal. I think... At $17 million, he would become this team's Dennis Schroeder in the sense of we can all agree, I think, that you're going to trade Dennis. He's on an expiring deal. He does not fit the timeline. And there have been reports that you can get a first-round pick for Dennis Schroeder. So I think that you, you ship him out of town and Ricky Rubio becomes that player for you. If he'll accept a, a pseudo-bench role, the same way that Dennis Schroeder was in a pseudo-bench role, if he'll accept that role, you let him showcase a little bit, and then he's easily flippable, probably not for a first-round pick, I don't think, but for a quality second-round pick or maybe a flyer prospect and just something in return of value for a Urbio. Kelly Oubre Jr. is an expiring deal, and I love Kelly Oubre Jr. as a player. I don't know if the Thunder would pay him, and I don't know if the Thunder would want to pay him, and I think that you're in a great position 
as I've said all along, this team will have cap flexibility. Once you move on from Chris Paul's contract, the books open so much for Oklahoma City because you're going to trade Dennis, you're going to lose Gallinari's contract, you're not going to re-sign him, and then Steven Adams with that massive deal is on an expiring contract where even if you do bring him back and you want to keep him around and you want to make him a lifelong Thunder player, it will not be at that high price tag. He's not going to have a market for himself. So you're, he's going to have to resign at a way, way, way lower salary. So your books are clean. Everyone else is on a rookie deal. Your books are clean. So if Kelly Oubre Jr. thrives for Oklahoma City in the first half of this season on, the, on that expiring deal, and you think that he's a part of that timeline and a part of that core, you can easily re-sign him if you want to. I mean, Kelly Oubre Jr., with the injury history aside, is only 24 years old. The dude is incredible. Now, I do will admit, I do overrate Kansas players. I'll admit that on the front end. But Kelly Oubre Jr. is a nice player that I think fits so well alongside Shea. And then what do you do with that 10th pick? Can you even move up to one, as we discussed, for LaMelo Ball? If the trade package is Chris Paul for the 10th pick, Oubre Jr., and Rubio, what is better than that? What trade package is better than that? Because we've thrown out trade packages with Kevin Knox as the main piece. We've thrown out trade packages with Matisse Thibel and Al Horford as the main pieces, and maybe you get your pick back from this year. Would any, would either of those two trade packages be better than this one? Especially if you're able to bundle the 10th pick and the, tw- and the 25th pick in this draft all the way up to one. And even if it takes the 25th pick and Chris Paul to net back that 10th pick and, and Ubre Jr. and Rubio, you can still now use the 10 and one of your future first round picks that you do not own. That way you can still control where a pick will land in the next couple of drafts that are still going to be star studded. That way you don't control that pick anyway. You don't control where it falls. So you can trade that one and 10 for number one. Would that work? What can you do here once you elevate yourself into the top 10 of this draft? If you're truly wanting to go for the mellow ball, the Suns getting this much traction is interesting. And I would love to know if the Suns would do that deal and if the Thunder would do that deal. Because as a Thunder fan, I sit back and look at this and say, yeah, that's pretty good. You're not taking on long-term money for Chris Paul the same way you would be if you did the Al Horford swap. Kelly Oubre Jr. is still young enough and can still prove to be a valuable piece whenever you want to contend again in three years or four years. And, again, you keep your books open. And you get number 10 where you can still move up if you are really in love with LaMelo Ball and those reports from yesterday are true. And this is what I talked about on Tuesday's show. Go back and listen. I said the only way this can be legitimate, the only way this can be a true possibility is if the Thunder have a trade lined up to get them in that eight, in that pick eight range where I singled out the Knicks, but in that range of pick eight. Because around the top 10, that becomes a much more... Um, easier hurdle to climb, an easier obstacle to get over than jumping from 25 all the way to one. Is this the possibility? And for the Suns, you sit back and say, look, Devin Booker was great in the bubble. We had our best team success in the bubble. I think that they've gotten, I think that they've finally gotten their head coach of the future and they finally nailed the head coach and they've gotten Devin Booker, of course, and he has not yet requested a trade, but Ryan Rosillo says that it's the worst kept secret in the NBA that he wants out, which I don't really see that because until Ryan Rosillo said that, no one really talked about him wanting out officially. So for the Suns, now you're putting the pressure on and saying, look, we've got your Chris Paul. We've got your back. 
we've, we, we're still trying to go for this. We're still trying to improve this team. We're trying to build on that bubble success. What can we do here with Chris Paul? And I get it if some of you are sitting here going, well, why would Chris Paul want to go to the Suns? That's an interesting note. And you should also know that the Thunder do want to do right by Chris Paul. That's without question. They've always wanted to do right by their players. So if it's possible to work with Chris Paul and find a destination, they're going to do that. But they're also a business. They're also a separate entity. They're also an organization that has to take the best offer. And let's just say that it's Rubio, Ubre Jr. in the 10th pick. That's a better offer than matching salaries and getting Kyle Kuzma to be able to send him to the Lakers. It just is. So I appreciate everything that Chris Paul did for Oklahoma City. I have been one that talks about how, you know, you need to find a way to honor him. I know that a jersey retirement might sound insane, but you need to find a way to honor him. I've been one to say that in that camp, but I get it, what he did for this team and, and how great he was this past season. All-NBA player in the MVP conversation, getting votes in the MVP race. I get all that. Didn't complain. But again, this is a business. This is a basketball entity, and you have to do what's best for your organization for a guy that does not have a no-trade clause. So you can make this move if you want to, no matter if Chris Paul likes it or doesn't like it. And there's limits to how far you can go for a player and how far you can go for your reputation around the league. Because I don't think that anyone will look at this trade and say, how could the Thunder dare outcast Chris Paul to the Suns? And if they did, who then in turn is going to say, well, I'm never going to sign there? Were they really going to sign Oklahoma City anyway? You've got to do what's best for you as an organization. And this trade might be the best that's on the table. If it's with the Suns. Because you would assume that the Suns would have to make it of value for the Thunder. And the only way they can do that, in my opinion, is getting Rubio, Ubre Jr. in the 10th pick. So coming up, I want to dive into the Locked On NBA mock draft that is debuting over at Locked On NBA right now. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're already into the third segment. So the NBA Draft Big Board will continue on tomorrow's show, where we will dive into the final three guards on my big board for the Thunder. And then we'll also do my top 10 wings and conclude the big board for the Thunder. We will also dive into whatever is interesting from the first wave of the uh, next group of prospects that we interview as the media. So again, if you want to get involved with that and hear the prospects answers in real time, follow me on Twitter or see the prospects answers in real time. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles will be in all the pre-draft interviews, putting out the reports over there. And then Friday is our final stock watch where I'm going to officially buy or sell players heading into the NBA draft where you can let me know throughout their career if I was right or if I was wrong for buying stock into them as a player. But speaking of the draft, after this podcast, you need to head on over to Locked On NBA to listen to our mock draft. This is what happened. All of the local hosts got together to be the GM for their team, where we are free to make trades, make the selection for our teams, etc. 
And so I even made a trade for the Thunder. So you're going to have to wait and listen to that whenever the Thunder episode comes out. But we made a big trade in Oklahoma City uh, to get higher up in this draft. But the mock draft is rolling out each day, eight picks a day, on the Locked On NBA podcast feed with the local experts making their pick and defending their pick and explaining their pick. And then also discussing those picks are David Locke, Utah Jazz play-by-play voice and host of Locked On Jazz, Brad Rowland, host of Locked On Hawks, Chad Ford, NBA draft expert, host of Chad Ford's Big Board, Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated, and John Hollinger of the Duncan and Hollinger podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network and of The Athletic and former NBA executive. So that is all coming out in the coming days leading up to the draft. Eight picks a day. It was super fun. It's a super team to talk about all of our selections, both good and bad. And let us know who who would be a good GM out of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And so today you will get the top eight picks and I'll let you know right now, LaMelo Ball did go number one. And the picks got put in here. These picks were submitted to the league office prior to this report about LaMelo Ball being the for sure number one pick. He was the pick whenever it was still assumed nationally that it would be James Wiseman. There's a big surprise at number two, a big surprise at number three, and a huge surprise at number seven. And then at number eight, we had our first trade with the Locked On Podcast Network. So go check that out today. So again, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Now I want you to let me know, number one, will you be attending Thunder Games this season? They're going to let fans in there. Do you feel comfortable going to Thunder Games this season? Number two, what do you think of the trade package for Chris Paul to the Suns? Then also just remember that I will be in the media interviews for the draft prospects today, all through next Tuesday for next Wednesday's NBA draft. So the draft free agency, it's all coming up. And I'm so excited that the deal went through officially. And now we just wait, but we're already getting little sprinkles of news. And so maybe on Monday, Chris Paul will be a son as the transaction window is set to open Monday or Tuesday. Maybe by Monday, Chris Paul's a son. Who knows? It's going to get wild. It's going to get crazy. So that's why you have to stay tuned to the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, Locked on Thunder. We have all the latest breaking news for you over here. So subscribe to the show wherever it is you get your podcast. Leave a five-star iTunes review and be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.